Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, July 12th, 2013. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere. This week, we continue with part four, hopefully the final part, of our screencast on how to build a REST API with Rails. If you are listening to the audio-only version of the podcast, you can find the video by visiting niche.cc and looking for episode 65. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Oh, episode 65. Wow. They haven't run us off the internet yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the, the amount of stuff I've learned since we started this series just makes me want to... Start over. Learned and changed since we started this series just makes me want to start over, yes. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like teaching to uh, help you yeah. learn. Yeah, and since Rails 4 came out, it's caused me to really go back and re-examine how I do some of the stuff. And, and it not only just because of the changes that came that were in Rails 4, but it, it just seemed like a good time to do it anyway. And, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize now for the embarrassing rspec <laughs> files. And, yeah, anyway. Well, learning the hard way. But there's tons of good stuff in there. I know that I am. I could literally uh, build a Rails API, a REST API with Rails now, just by following along the screencast. So that's a huge win, because I just can't seem to get started with Rails. <laughs> <laughs> I always go back to. I always fail over to PHP. No, stop it. I know. You have to get a fold up newspaper or something. Yeah, this, well, the project we're working on now, I swear I'm going to use Rails as soon as I get the proof of concept done with PHP. <laughs> That's what happens. I do the proof of concept with PHP, and then it's working. So anyway. Yeah, you should do your proof of concept in, like, Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so where did we leave off? We left off. Wait, wait, wait. you mean the project that I'm building a, a, a Rails API, API for? for? Yes. No, 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 I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it with PHP. I I tell you that right now I'm doing it in HTML with JavaScript. There you go. That's the way to go. Right. So more about that probably next week. Yes. This week we are going to come hell or high water, and I do have high water here, (laughs) Um, torrential flooding in Rhode Island. Yes. Um, We are going to wrap up this four-part series. All right, so uh, we left off last week on another cliffhanger where, was it the uh, authentication tests were telling us that we couldn't log out? Yes. Cool. Here, I have the little test here. And it was saying that we could not log out, and this turned out to be an, an error actually in the in the RSpec test and not in the code, and it's it's one of those that just makes you, like, whack yourself in the face when you find it. <laughs> I don't know how well you can see my screen here, but... Yep, I can see it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be in. We got the HTTP prefix on the, on the authorization header. It needs to be there. <laughs> there we go. We can log out now. <laughs> awesome. What's another one we hunted around for and hunted around for and then hung up and finished the call? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's always yeah. like that. Always different when someone's watching. Yeah. 
And actually, um, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, reading up on RSpec and best practices for test writing and, and things like that. And uh, you've probably seen the the new tests that I have on our other project. A lot of this, the headers and, and things like that, are abstracted out of the tests themselves. Oh. So I mean, I'd I'd love to just like do do a thing on testing sometime, but I, yeah. I need to be better still before I do that. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll well. end up embarrassing myself again two weeks later. That's the way it goes. Yep. I'm always amazed by how dumb I was two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. At least, so, at least it's making progress continually, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. at the end of all this, we should post the code so people can actually yeah. jumpstart themselves. Yeah. We should. Um, okay, so uh, um, what's next? What should we, What should we do next? I think next we have we can just move on to entries. Okay, so we've got so right now we've got all of our um, everything's passing the test. So we could theoretically ping the API at this point, or no? Yeah. Do you want to do that just so we can kind of demonstrate? Demonstrate. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we've got like a a discrete piece of functionality put together. So Rails S to start the server. Mm -hmm. Get your fancy polished rocks in the background. Yeah. what I'm going to do with them when they're all done other than just have them take up space but hey (laughs) local host did we call that we did call that person didn't we yeah oh interesting this is good to see because this isn't the way I would have done it yeah you'd put you put it in the body yeah so yeah you can you can do it in the even though you're going to post. Yeah. I did not realize that. I, th- I was, well, of course, I'm thinking about PHP. In PHP, those would come in in the get, in the get or super global array instead of the post. Even in anything you post, in fact, you could post the same things in the body and you'd get a version of each. Yeah. I think I'm right about that. Pretty sure I'm right about that. But yeah, uh, okay, this is, this is kind of cool because it makes it a little bit easier to uh, I don't know if it's easier it's the same amount of typing but somehow it's a little easier to uh, reuse yeah I and mean, if you want to test it again you just select yeah, it from your from list history. Of, yeah, 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 cool. yeah or just paste it into a file or whatever yep. um, and as we discovered or as we <laughs> yesterday you yeah. can as you discovered yesterday you can put um, JSON data in the request body, you just have to set your um, content type to application JSON header yeah. as well. Set your content type header as well. Yes, and this is the this is the little um, graphical HTTP client that we've linked to a couple of times. Yeah, it's still my favorite one. Yeah, it's not perfect, but I like it. And so everyone crosses their fingers. Oh, well, that did not create a person. <laughs> First name, last name, email. Yeah, I wonder if the we might be. Are you thinking of the um, 
um, I wonder what the, if the constraints are different for Kilo than they are for the other project we're working on. Yeah, I bet they are. Yeah. So jump back into person. Um, Email, first name, last name, password. I'm not returning any errors on that. Just because I'm just the way it's set up. Um, I bet that's a duplicate entry. Oh. I bet I already have a. So what did you you just oh nice rake db reset database. oh that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. There we go. And normally in production, you'd want to return error. You'd want to return the array, the error array that says that's a duplicate and all that stuff. But yeah. just to just to keep things quick and simple here. Excellent, excellent. So just to recap, you do have to put in the accept application JSON header in there. Yes. And you could use uh, JSON in the request body if you also have the content type header also set to application JSON. Yes. And as I discovered yesterday, it does have to be applica application JSON. Text JSON doesn't work. Interesting. I I had I had I had wondered about that since we were um, <clears throat> you know, basically just just sending a JSON object if I could send it as text JSON, but it doesn't. It has to be application. Gotcha. All right, cool, good to know. So we officially have a working API to officially have yep to create people. Yep. <clears throat> We do. As we saw here, it could use some error reporting. Yes. But and it does return an access token. And then what you would do is, in your in your client, if you were using this API, you'd capture the access token and use it for all subsequent requests. So, like, if you were going to delete this person. Right. In fact, let's, let's go ahead and do that, and we can log out cool. or delete the person. And the token goes in. Authorization. And the person is deleted. Ta da! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. All right, sweet. So now uh, we can go do entries, and, and that's the last piece of this API. Yes. And we're going to kind of rush through entries to get them done today, I think. But yeah, it's pretty straight. I mean, uh, yeah. it's a lot of cut and paste, I presume, from person, different fields and stuff. But yeah, might make a nice recap. I mean, really, that the whole the whole bunch of videos we did to create the person, you almost have to do that in every single API. Yeah. It's the same like dance of, you know, the special case, whether you call it user account or whatever you want to call it, but there needs to be some kind yeah. of like authentication thing that, you know, they don't have to be authenticated to create an account or a person record. And then the token comes back and you know, da, 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 it's always the same every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard. <laughs> Yeah. All right, In fact, cool. I, I don't have an app made that's just that, but I've thought many times I should make an app that's just that, <laughs> and I yeah. can just clone it to start with. Yeah, exactly.
All right, so my phone just won't stop. Oh, see, it's I'm getting weather alerts because of the biblical flood. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, flash flood see, warnings like crazy. Telling you to get your get your um. Actually, get it says elevate <laughs> elevate your furnace. Nice. <laughs> supposed to elevate my furnace. <laughs> nice. And we have a title. Elevate your house. Yeah. <laughs> that one the other day about extremely dangerous flash flood warnings and yeah, yeah it was like, okay. <laughs> yes. So entry string calories. So yeah. the concept here is entries. You you know you whatever eat a bagel and you put in like 400 calories or whatever yeah on a particular yeah, so date associated with a particular person record mm-hmm. yeah and we're gonna have um we're gonna have a kind there so it can be either food or exercise gotcha yep Okay, so that just created a bunch of stuff. Is there anything we want to delete, or are we just going to go with it? Well, we don't need the attribute adder accessible because we're using the has secure parameters gem, mm-hmm. which is now the default in Rails 4. Interesting. And Rails 4 has some nice set because it's the default. It has some nice little um, generators when you create scaffolding and all that. It it does the does the um the generation of the methods controller methods and things for you. So yeah. cool. Get another reason to, to upgrade. Yeah. Okay, well, first we're going to go... Actually, we're going to go into person here before I forget to do it. As many entries. Yep. As many entries. And then we're going to go to... Yep. Love it. That's one of my favorite things about... Rails. Oops, blings too. Hmm. Oh, (laughs) bling. (laughs) All right. I think I've got in here. I've got. I should also mention there is there's an alternate syntax uh, in Ruby 1.9.3 which I like better and you'll probably like better too yes I do yes but for consistency I'm going to annoy you yeah. it also it does raise another like uh, colons everywhere <laughs> yeah thing yeah, but uh, it, to me, it feels feels cleaner, especially when you're creating objects and, and hashes and things like that. It, feel, it feels more more JSON-y. Yeah, I hate the the fat arrow because it's a pain to type. Yeah. It's like like com- key combinations, and, and you're using you do them all the time, and it's like, come on. Uh... 
conclusion. I'm gonna send you some WD-40 for that chair. I know. <laughs> or is, is that your back? <laughs> That's yeah. what my back sounds like. Oh. Inclusion. In. Oh, if I could type. Man. <laughs> God. Damn you, autocorrect. What's it? What are you trying to do here? Inclusion. Oh, so you're basically saying it has to be one or the other. It has to be one of those three, yeah. Gotcha. And what's the percent syntax there? Uh, that just takes that whole list and explodes it into an array. Nice. Just a, a quick way of creating arrays. That is cool. Assuming they're all separated by space. Right. If you had elements that, do you know if you had elements that had a space in the name, would you quote them or use commas or something? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've never tried it. Probably wouldn't use that syntax at all if you had to do that. Yeah, I'd probably just use a different syntax. Mm. I just uh, like I, I like it for like quick small. Right, arrays. right, yeah, this is a perfect case for that. Cool. And then okay, that should be all of our validations. Um, it's yeah, just so great, like to... coming in. It'd be so great to to come into something like a. You know, you inherit a project from somebody. You just come in and read this. It's like so self-documenting. Yeah. yeah. What we're gonna do here is we're gonna set the um, the data value. check to see if it's present and if it is we're gonna parse it with chronic so that way you can pass in things like today and yesterday and oh cool yeah that sort of thing for the date or 2 p.m. so Wait, if you're, if, what are you checking for here? Um, I'm going to make sure like the, um, the dated variable, mm -hmm. uh, if you pass, if you pass dated, um, when you create, when you create oh, an entry, it's going to, it's going to take that, that string, uh, whatever it is that you pass, be it, be it an actual date string or the word today or, uh, like. 10 a.m. or something like that, and, it, and it's going to parse it with Chronic, which mm -hmm. is a, a gem we're using for date parsing. Okay. And it's going to going to set the um set the date to that value. Otherwise, it's going to just set the date to the time of the post. Gotcha. The. Mm -hmm. Uh. And if I pass nothing. And if you pass if you pass nothing, it's going to set the time to um to now to w to when you create the post. Gotcha. When you okay. create when you create the entry. And you want to set why and why are you using the word dated? Um, because that's the name of the field in the database. Okay. Let's see here in our in our migration here we're calling it dated. Oh. 
Okay, that was throwing me. Because it's not really a, it's not really a creation time or anything like that. Because it can be, you can create something today for something you ate yesterday. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. I see what you mean. So this entry is dated. Right. Okay. I was I was expecting it to be a boolean. Like, is, oh, does it is it dated? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Does it have a date or not? That's where I thought you were going with that. Sorry. No, sorry. Okay. And I'm just gonna clean that up because I'm picky about formatting. <laughs> okay. So that's our model. Yep. Cool. Belongs to a person. Person has many. Yeah. Entries. Some like really good date tips there. Yeah. I wouldn't have known known where to start there. Yeah, chronic no formatting I, and parsing. I'll have to have to link to chronic in the show notes. I like it a lot. It's a just a, a lot of like plain text parsing into dates. And nice. It's pretty smart about it. So. And that's in the gem file. It's listed in the gem file. Uh, it should be. We should probably check that, huh? <laughs> chronic. Yep, there it is. Cool. Okay, so that is our model. Let's go ahead and migrate our database. Do you want to test the model, or do you want to go ahead and do the controller? Um, let's just plow. Let's do the controller. Just and plow. Then, yeah, things blow up. Maybe completely. skip the last set of tests since we run through it once. <laughs> let's just not do tests and assume it works. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So now Rails G controller entries index show create update destroy. So those are going to yeah. be our, our methods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it created a lot of ERB and and files and RSpec files and things like that that we won't need. Mm -hmm. So you know you may actually find it easier to just manually create a controller, but whatever you can always delete things too so yep, yep. either way <laughs> whoa max green <laughs> darn you two finger swipe no kidding okay so here we have our entries controller and we need to since you can't mess with your entries unless you're logged in mm-hmm authentication and that corresponds to something we wrote elsewhere or we're going to write uh no we have written that elsewhere that is our that must be in uh i believe it's in the application, application controller yeah yeah require auth right there in the application controller sweet okay and we're also going to go ahead You do a little thing here, verify access. I'm going to make a um, make a method, <clears throat> a private method down here in the controller to make sure that the the item we're editing actually belongs to us. Mm -hmm. And you could skip all of this in by uh, uh, instead of acting on an ID, just act on 
you know, or finding an ID. Instead of finding globally by the ID, you could just search within the person's own entries. Right, so you, like you search right, for two but things. If you, right, but if you set it up like this, um, then that lets you go in and, and extend it later to add like an administrative role, because then all you have to modify is this sum. Um, like this verify access method. Right. So in case that didn't make sense to the dear listener, you, you could just, when you're looking for the entry, let's say somebody says, I want to delete, delete this entry. You could just search for any records that had the entry ID, but also have the foreign key for the person who's logged in. And if it's, if it doesn't belong to the person who's logged in, the record won't be found because their foreign key won't be in it. Right. So, yeah. So that, that is definitely one way to do it, but I like your way better because of, for exactly the reason you stated, which is, which is you, you know, this is a trivial API, but in a more complex thing, you're probably gonna have multiple levels of users, and it's not as simple as whoever yeah, created the record mine, owns yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like for something simple like this, normally, you know, I would I would just search within the person's entries, but mm -hmm. just kind of demonstrate adding an adding an admin route here. Mm -hmm. So before we do, and actually before we do our controller actions, um, I'm gonna go ahead and and set up some of that stuff. So. Okay. And here I'm setting the model parameters. And if you remember, we did the same thing. Same thing in the people controller, and that is um. Uh, that's our has secure parameters instead of um, attribute accessible. Gotcha. So these are the things in the model that somebody can right. rewrite. Right, actually. Is it read right or just right? I forget. Uh right. Okay. Yeah, it's your it's your protection from mass assignment actually and all that stuff. So um we have name kind calories dated, is that it? Yeah, because yeah, right now, right now, I'm just gonna set I. Yeah, you know, we're gonna set ID based on creator. Mm -hmm. And again, you could you could extend this. Like if you had an admin role, then you could allow a person ID to be passed. Otherwise, if they're not an administrator, you just use the ID of of their ID so they can only create for themselves. Right. That kind of thing. So that that was the reason for the switch um, away from from the are accessible to um, secure parameters because it gives you a lot more flexibility to, to, to do things like that. Mm, okay. And here we're going to do our verify access. And this actually is a little complicated, so rather than trying to do it from memory or look off of something else, I'm going to paste it in from some existing code, and then we'll just run through it, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The um, QuickTime's making my screen lag a little bit. So if we can walk through this, if params, if the action is indexed, yeah, we're trying index. to list 
uh, the entries, right? Right. Right. And we're actually going to have... We're actually going to... We think we'll have... Um, well, let, me, let me go ahead and... Let's go ahead and... Actually, let's go ahead and do our routes first, because I think that's going to affect it here. Okay. So I've got entries. I believe that's, that's set up for entries nested under person. And I need to clean up that routes file anyway. So yeah, we've got entries nested under a person here. Um, so let's actually, let's go into... Um, so what does that mean that the entries will get returned with the person record? If... Yeah, we need to clean all this up. Um, Yeah, entries is nested under under person, so the routes are like person slash person ID entries. That index route is nested under person. Oh, I see. So, like you would do. Yep. Entries. Like you yep. couldn't, you couldn't, like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to go straight to entries. Yeah. Unless you had so, an admin. So, that's what this is doing. If you're, um, if the action is index, then you're looking up um, the person based on the person ID. I see. So that's why that that's why person ID will exist, even though we're not passing it. It's in the URL. Right. I mean, we're not not passing it as like a as a right. A like we're not string. posting it or anything. Like that. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. in the URL. The person mm -hmm. ID is going to be in the URL. Mm -hmm. And here, here we're making sure they match because, as I said, right now we're restricting it to you can only view yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to let other people like view, if you wanted to let people view someone else's calories, you could just you know, like they don't have to identify uh, the ID they're authenticated as, and and the person don't have to match mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. So unless authenticated as ID, and that exists in the app that was created at login time, yeah, uh, equals the person ID that came in the URL. Unless, unless confuses me. So it, it's if not, right? Yeah. I gotta get used to that. Unless these things are equal, then yeah, that confuses me. I gotta get, I gotta get used to that. It makes sense when I think about it, but it's not, it's not natural. It makes sense when you think about it, but when you're just reading it, it's like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah. 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 It's like a block that, you know, it's a not block. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I could easily change that to if and then do not equals. Right. And yeah, so if we're doing an index action, then we look it up by the person ID. If we're not doing an index action, then we're looking on a, a specific entry. So mm -hmm. we find the entry by its per, by its uh, ID, and then we check the um, the entry's person ID against the authenticated person. Okay, and it's interesting there that uh, the 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 online thirty four mm -hmm. you are using params colon ID and not params colon entry ID. You see how like um, 
Oh, as versus person ID up there and yeah. entry ID below. Yeah, the the model the model that you're you're affecting, I guess the controller that you're affecting is always it's always going to be ID. Yeah, it make that makes sense. Yeah, and it makes it a lot easier to cut and paste code. <laughs> <laughs> Then that is. I noticed in on on line thirty two you don't have and return, but on line thirty seven you do. Oh, I should. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, a render action does not does not stop things from parsing mm -hmm. or from rails from from doing things, mm -hmm. but you can't have you can't have multiple renders or redirects like firing in the same action. So if you do that and return, then it will go ahead and just like. Like like okay that's that's the end of it you we're know done. we're done here <laughs> yeah we're done we're done here yeah all right sweet so that is verify access okay so back up to line four we're saying all right before we filter verify access except on create because yes. it won't match you can right right all right. I'm just gonna limit that to the first 100 entries, just gotcha. because. I mean, you don't have to, but mm -hmm. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And can you sort them descending by date? Yeah. Datehead. Yeah. Actually, you can. You can also do. Yeah. Actually, we'll just do that instead. Cool. And that, what was it, uh, person.order? We don't have to tell it. That's it. Person.all.order. Um, I can't. You could, you could do that, but I believe the all is not necessary, but that may have been something that changed in Rails 4. Okay. So we'll try it and see. Cool. But yeah, that's going to. Oh. Oh, no, no, you're right. I need to tell it to find entries, not people, not. Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, And, of course, person is our, our person that was set down here. Yep. And so if we, if we took out those before filters, would we have no person? If we, yeah, if we took out those before filters, we'd have no person, and we'd have to do, like, this this person person find uh, person ID we'd have to do it up here in the index action mm -hmm, okay <laughs> yeah and here we're just going to show the entry because we've already we've already looked it up down below gotcha here. That's so weird, though. So the entry, so so what that's going to do is inside the um, the t uh, the where are you inside the view? Mm -hmm. It's expecting a, an entry variable, which is 
already set because of the verify access, so we don't have to do anything. Right. Fab. Right. And we technically don't even really need to have the render action there. It's going to look for it's going to look for something called entry show by default. But I got into the habit of I got into the habit of specifying them anyway in places because there there are times when particular API responses will uh, return different things based on different conditions. So I just I got into the habit of passing um, the the value template value there to the render action. Mm -hmm. And then here we're going to create it, and um, we're since we're since we're only creating entries that belong to ourselves right now. I'm just creating creating an entry under the currently authenticated person. Right. Authenticated as entries dot Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so since authenticated adds a pointer to the logged in person. Mm-hmm. It just understands that dot entries is kind of like saying the entries for this person. Yeah, yeah. yeah make a new one. Yeah, and this then make a new one. <laughs> yeah. For the so you don't have to set the foreign key; it just gets it. Right. If you create it under, if you create it, create it through the association, you don't have to set the foreign key. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like that about Active Record. There's still a lot of magic going on here, but it it's it's pretty great. And this is actually update attributes has actually been changed in Rails four to just update. Update attributes will still work, but you can also just do just do update. Cool. Which I personally like better. Yeah. What else would you update? <laughs> yeah. See here, I'm reusing. I'm reusing the same um the same view template. Oh right, because the update would be. It would it, by default it would look for a different template. It would by default unless you did a redirect it would look for update because normally normally in like a like a website not not an API the update action once it had finished successfully would have a, a redirect to show yeah mm -hmm. but since we don't have one here if you didn't specify a template if you didn't specify to render entry show then it would look for entries update and when you say a redirect would that be something visible to the user, or is that something that would happen internally on the server? Uh, yeah, it's internally on the server. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like you post, you post your, your, you fill out your form, you edit it, and you post it to, um, the, the server, and then, you know, after, after you're editing, it takes you to, like, like a page to view the entry or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so that's why I got into the habit of specifying a render for the APIs because you, you know, you're not going to have things like views for, for updates and destroys and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and you're also not doing redirects, so you'll you'll want to show, usually the show action. Right. You know, isn't the show action? It's just like a JSON parse thing, right? We'll have to take a look at that next. I've got a question. 
Um, the show action. Uh, no, we're using the rabble templates, remember? Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that in a yeah. second. Yeah, and although, although after using them for a while, I switched um, switched to JBuilder. Like within the last week or two, and I think I like it better. Yeah. It it just feels like a little more flexible. Mm-hmm. Or it could. I mean, or I should say a <laughs> a little shallower learning curve. I got you. So that's pretty straightforward. Yep. All right. So I have a couple of quick questions. Um, okay. Private is just like uh, it doesn't have a close tag, right? No. So the indentation on thirty-six through fifty-two is—is is that the way you usually do it? Uh, the it... indentation is totally optional, but mm-hmm. it is pretty common to to indent things under private. Really? Just, yeah, just because it makes it easier to read. Mm. All right, and then the um, can we just look at entries show the entries show sure. template or view real quick? Uh yeah, I haven't made it yet, so. Oh well, so what I was going to ask was right. What I was going to ask was, do we really need entries index or because we're just if we're just parsing JSON uh, on line eight. Line nine now, yeah. Memory. That's just telling the API that the only, the only content type we're going to respond to is JSON. Everything else is going to throw a, a 404. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we could we could just render. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Instead, in fact, we could do that for on all of them, right? We could do that on all of them, but then you get into yeah, no, no, no. that's like for instance, for instance, with the people controller, mm-hmm. we don't want to do that because we don't want to expose the the hashed password and the um, access token right. all the time. Yeah, just on create. So okay, so um, cool, it makes sense. So I guess that's the next step is to make the is to to make that view, yeah. So uh, okay, I've cleaned out all the views there that we're not going to need mm-hmm. entries, and I'm going to create a new file, and we'll call that that'll be our index. Okay. Type of alert. Collectoin. Collectoin. <laughs> I want show ID name. 
created that. Yeah. And do we care about an updated app? We probably don't care. No, probably not. And that will be our index it's view. It's attributes colon. No, it's not. I was going to say that looks kind of weird. Yeah, because it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird because it's wrong. Bumping colons. <laughs> no, no, there's a title. <laughs> yeah, that sounds dirty. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so yeah, so now, how, uh, yeah, yeah, then we'll do the show action. How will this be different? How will it be different than if we were just rendering a JSON object directly from the controller? Uh, no, that then index. Oh, oh uh, it's a single item, whereas the show is a collection of it's a it's an array of items. Gotcha, missed that. Okay, so let's swap back to show. Uh, there you have it. Collection versus object. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So if you were it, that's because this is using like. Yeah, I got you now. Okay, yeah. so because what I was I was imagining would have been a pain in the butt, which is that if you if you basically take the result from the from Active Record and mm -hmm. just convert it into the JSON that you want to return, you'd have to go through and pick out the stuff that you didn't want to return. So if you do yeah. this, yeah, well, I mean, you, know, you could you could pass yeah, like in your in your um to JSON method, you could say you know accept. You can use acceptor only to, to list fields, but if you have a bunch of nested objects, it gets really complicated. Yeah. Gotcha. All yeah, right, cool. In fact, I, I expect a, um, a a hitman from Infinum to come at me some dark night. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. So, yeah, you can uh, apologize to them for that. But <laughs> 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 yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that... Um, that should be that. I mean, we could we could do tests for it. Let's yeah, we might as well, we should let's run the tests. Okay, yeah, we don't we... have any tests written yet. Let me oh, just right. paste some in. I could just paste some in. Well, we could just use the try the client, the HTTP client, and see if see what we happens. Could. We could okay. Because we already showed how to write tests. Yeah. So maybe from history you can create that person again and then Yeah. And post, yeah. We deleted it. Didn't we delete it? Maybe I created it again after we deleted it. Oh, right. Because then we, right. That's how we know it worked. <laughs> yeah. So, right, DB reset. 
I'm gonna, I don't think I need to restart the server, but I'm going to anyway. Cool. Now we need that access token. If you're writing a client application, you'd capture that and store it somewhere. Right. So in your subsequent requests, we'll pass it as authorization. So now if you just did, right, if you just do get people one it returns me cool and it doesn't have it's so interesting it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't crap what doesn't it doesn't have the password hashed password stuff because it's not exposed in our rebel template which is good yes yes so if we um I'm surprised it doesn't have an empty entries object. Uh, we didn't put one in our rival template. Uh, okay. So if we if we created an entry, it wouldn't show up when we retrieved a person. No, we'd have to get person one entries. I see. Oh, and we get an error. <laughs> nice. So let's see. This is this is why we should do tests. This is easier, much easier to read in the console than it is trying to. Yeah. Syntax error on line one. Wow, that's uh, syntax error on line twenty on the entry model on line twenty six. Let's check our entry model. Ta da! Ta da! <laughs> We totally talked about that block too and didn't notice that. Yeah, we did. We did. And there it's returning an empty array because we don't have any entries. Fabulous. So let's see. And we should be able to post one. That's what you're going to do next, mm -hmm. I'm sure. And yeah. if we post to. Cool. Post to entries. Now that's kind of interesting because I was, I was, I think. I, I don't know if I was expecting it, but I wasn't sure if you'd post to people slash one. I know, I know. Yeah, where... you, like you could. I just I don't have the route set up that way. I. I mean, I guess there are all kinds of different opinions on it, but I think mostly it comes down to personal preference. Yeah, I I prefer what you were about to do, but I was ex. I wasn't I wasn't sure which way you were going to do it. So what I'm talking about, in case I didn't say it clearly enough, is that. Um, you know, normally we're going to interact with entries at a at a URL that has people in front of it. So like part people slash one slash entries is going to list out the entries for that person. And uh, well, check that out. You're just going to put 10 a.m. and it's going to uh, the chronic is going to put in today. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we we have, we have name kind calories. Dated. Uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, my my beagle. <laughs> Delicious beagle. That's oh. a lot of calories. Yeah. It's fat beagle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we run so that that. Uh, oh, oh! I forgot to add a resource for entries to our routes. Okay. Because I have I have a nested resource for entries, but it's only for the index action. Right. So here. See, and there I'm just going to, I've said this a bunch of times through the course of the screencasts, but this is the kind of stuff that you never, you, none of the tutorials I've ever seen. I mean, granted, they're all like hello world ones or like how to make a to do app, but they never, they never, they Screw always, up. <laughs> no, no, they never, well, they never do anything complicated. And, and when I say complicated, I, I don't even mean complicated. It's like they do stuff that's so trivially simple, like with one model that you don't get into any of the nesting stuff. You don't get into any like different, different ways to set up routes. You definitely never get into authentication. I've literally never seen a, like a intro to rails that did anything with authentication and I'm sure they're out there, but I've, I've certainly never stumbled across one. So, uh, and a lot of times you have to wait they do, since this is API specific, a lot of times they spend a lot of time in the views and we don't care about that here. So right. it's, it's very off putting. And that's why we're the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did I call that make instead of name? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was getting an error saying no attribute names. Like, wait, there was one. No, I called it make. <laughs> because I was talking and typing at the same time. Yeah. So we'll just make a migration to fix that. Cool. Don't forget your migrations. Uh -huh. I don't care about a down action, so. See, now here's another thing that you wouldn't. It's the kind of thing you could get yourself in trouble with, and you didn't have no way. You'd just be searching all over. How do I get myself out of this? So we're just creating a quick migration to drop that stupid make column <laughs> <laughs> and create a name column. There you go. All right. And it is remove column and not drop column. That gets me quite often because mm. the MySQL syntax is actually drop I believe yeah and I don't think I have to restart the server but what the heck we will anyway it only takes a moment right yeah there we go Our 8,000 calorie beagle Ta -da. Oh, they did, didn't work ID didn't work no it still didn't create God. yeah all right, well, now we, we're trying to skirt the tests, but... Mm, we were trying to. Damn people, kind of food. Yeah, it could just be we're just like we send something in wrong, like the wrong name, typo in the string. Does it, did it say what the error was? I'm, I'm seeing the... Uh, bash 
terminal window. Yeah, no, it does not. That is a um, validation error, which means it's... Name kind calories for create set dated. So if it was me, I would comment out all of the validates just to see if it was a true error or not, but... This is also smart. So if it saves, then great. And if it doesn't, then entry errors are just an active record thing. It's just entry dot errors, I believe. And that's yeah. like an active record. <clears throat> yeah. It's not included on the list. Boy, that's helpful. Um, pretty sure it is. <laughs> is it... Oh, what... Mm. Just, change it. Just, just put presence true for now just to see if... My syntax wrong here. There should be a W there. That's a word list. Gotcha. There's probably some really yeah. so. So screen. yeah, that's that's how you would do the error output, and you should actually you should probably really do that for everything. But yeah, that's cool. That's super helpful. All right, I give up. <laughs> It says 200. I think it was just not updating the the uh, result body, wasn't it? No, these are parentheses, not curly braces. Boy, that simple shorthand syntax really made things easier. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just kill that line and see what yeah, it, see if it works. Gonna... If people want to screw up their entries, they can. There we go. And there was much rejoicing. There's much Yay. rejoicing. I'm doing something wrong in my short, in my short simple syntax there. Hmm. Did it change or something between three and four? Uh, I'm not running four on this for this. This is right. I mean, are you thinking of? Well, it's not. I this mean, is a Ruby thing, not a Rails thing. Yeah, actually. I mean, unless I unless I've accidentally got my shell set to Ruby to Ruby 2.0 instead of 1.9.3, and something's changed, but I don't think I do. Well, we can leave that as an exercise to the dear listener. They get the idea. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's it. We could go ahead and we could continue to write tests and debug and stuff, but Yeah, no, that's it. Like it works, right? That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Good job, Kelly. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so yeah, we should definitely um uh put this somewhere, uh maybe on mm -hmm. GitHub or something. 
Yeah, actually, I already have it. I have it on GitHub as a private repo. I just need to uh, make it public. Cool. We should, uh, yeah, like with whatever changes we made today and post it yeah. on, uh, post it in the show notes. Yeah. Fantastic. So. And I'll include some tests for. The, the I'll include the rest include the rest of the tests for the entry, entries, as well. So. Cool. And um. Yeah, that's that. I mean, there are, um, like I said, since Rails 4 came out, I've uh, made a little bit of changes in the way I do things, and I've been um, reading up on RSpec and that kind of stuff, and um, so I've got a couple of, I got a couple of resources um, that we can also post in the show notes um, that will, uh, you know, hopefully make you, make you a better, better Ruby developer, and one of them, one of them is um, GitHub's uh, Ruby style guide, which they released recently, which is actually uh, very good. I like it a lot. Hmm, cool. A lot of a lot of good good info in there, and the other one is um, betterspecs.org, which is all about writing R spec tests that that don't suck like the ones that in here currently do. <laughs> and you will read it, and then you will then you will laugh at me. But um, yeah, you know, read it and and, and get better. So. Awesome. Well, I mean, you're always, everybody's always on a learning curve somewhere. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So that is our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye.